0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za Christian Perspective on the News does not necessarily reflect the opinions of Radio K Pulpit or the on-air presenter, but is the independent viewpoint of the individual contributor. Please send an email to info at kpulpit.co.za should you have any further inquiries. Christian perspective on the news. We're heading south to connect with Dr. Peter Hammond, who is the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. I was having a look through the praise and prayer report coming through from the ministry yesterday, and I was totally blown away by all the incredible work being done in so many, many places. I was really encouraged. Good morning, Dr. Hammond. Good morning, Brad. And yes, um, there's lots that one would like to talk about, uh, such as the threatened war in Ukraine and the Freedom Convoy in Canada and many states around the world that are actually abandoning the masks and the vaccine mandates and the COVID restrictions uh, that we've seen all over. But, of course, we must respond to Sona, to the State of the Nation address of last night that yeah. is national, Alex, in k Town. And, uh, obviously, we are all concerned about the State of the Nation and I must say that uh, the president often gives good speeches and and makes some very uh, nice promises. But unfortunately, we've been hearing this all before. And um, politicians offering more and more promises, more and more empty words, more frameworks, more task teams. And, you know, you'd swear that they just come to power a few minutes ago um, and not that... For the last 27 years, this has been the ruling party that's created the very problems that they are needing to address. Mm. Uh, But it's sad when a president puts a political party and its policies above the country and its people. And it doesn't seem that there was a single unpopular decision willing to be made. There needs to be some tough decisions made, like how about abolishing cadre deployments and the BBBEE affirmative action, lossful cover for corruption, uh, which has created the red tape and the bureaucracy and the inefficiency and the state capture and the looting of the Treasury. Uh, it's extraordinary to hear uh, the praising of uh, private citizens' courage and uh, and uh, generosity mm-hmm. in their donating money uh, to uh, the Solidarity Fund. But what about the $500 billion that was given by the international community to help actually offset the harsh restrictions of lockdown Mm. and salvage businesses and families' lives and incomes, which disappeared. So the hundreds of billions stolen by governments, the vast amount of corruption uh, that is tolerated, there's promises we will deal with the corruption, we will see the people get brought to justice, but we've heard that before, and we haven't actually seen any actual results. So uh, it seems extremely disturbing Uh, that um, uh, while we are hearing the president talking about the need to create more jobs and to bring about economic growth, but it's the lockdown over the last 689 days, which we were promised wouldn't be more than three weeks just to flatten the curve, uh, that has destroyed more jobs than anything else. The biggest destruction of jobs since the no education uh, before liberation of the 80s and uh, the uh, massive amount of destruction caused by disinvestment campaigns, which was warned at the time. It would put millions of people out of work, which it did. But the ANC has continued uh, with the destruction of jobs, with mm. this whole lockdown lunacy, masquerade madness, COVID cult, salvation by vaccination cults that has wasted so much time And the science has come out. The studies are out there now. Masks do absolutely no good whatsoever except create more problems because it violates the first rule of good health, which is fresh air. And uh, fresh air is going to you more than some silly little cloth mask, which even the people who sell these masks, it has on the box. This ear loop face mask provides no protection against COVID-19 nor any other virus. And these masks are only designed to protect against bacteria, which is all they can do, which is why they're used in surgery. And Right from the beginning, uh, the World Health Organization CDC was saying there's no reason for people to be wearing cloth masks and they weren't doing any good, and why they went in for this theater of requiring people to wear them to the point that relationships have been ruined, businesses have been ruined, people have become rude, and uh, shouting and screaming and demanding people put on their masks and cover your nose and mouth, and, and we know that it made no difference. The lockdown didn't stop the COVID-19 spread. The masks didn't stop it, the social distancing didn't stop it, uh, the vaccinations haven't stopped it, and nothing will stop it. This was made in a lab, and it was made to be hyper-contagious, and everyone knows is going to get it, and most of us have and recovered from it and have natural immunity. And for the first time in the history of the world, people have been told to get an injection, inoculation, a vaccine, for something they've already got natural immunity for because they've had the reason recovered from it. And there's no science behind that. So one would have hoped if the president was serious about getting the economy back going, bringing back economic growth, creating more jobs. Well, end the lockdown, end the mandates, in the state of disaster. It's good that there's a promise that will be ended soon. But we don't know what soon means to politicians, because these are the same people who said the lockdown would only be for three weeks, and that was how many hundreds of days ago and how many months ago. So for 22 months, approaching 23 months, uh, we have had vast amounts of destruction of the economy and many people's livelihoods destroyed. And there's nothing government can do that could compensate for that except in the state of disaster. But um, the president does recognize that the agricultural sector has a potential to create more jobs and economic growth. Yes, well, but... <laughs> promising expropriation of compensation um, hardly encourages investment or gives confidence to a sector, the agricultural sector, that has been targeted for a lot of hate campaigns like kill the bird, kill the farm and farm terrorism, which has been tolerated to a large extent. And let's face it, uh, we used to have police task forces focused on these issues. We used to have farm commanders to protect farms. And these things have been dismantled by the very party that now promises solutions to issues that they actually created the problems for. So um, unemployment is a serious problem that was acknowledged. They pronounced a stimulus program aimed at creating jobs. But this sounds cosmetic and unsustainable because the government, the corrupt, inefficient government, wants to drive the project. They said that it's the private sector that creates jobs. Well then leave the private sector alone and give it the freedoms to build and end the lockdown. So Very concerning uh, that uh, while he's talking about unlocking the potential of agricultural growth and creating agricultural jobs, well, how about announcing some form of aid for commercial farmers who've suffered great losses just due to recent floods, for example? What's been offered about that? Rural safety? Well, you can't have an agricultural sector flourishing while farmers are being slaughtered and the government is demonizing them. The announcement of 12,000 additional police officers will be appointed and change will be made to management and expertise at the intelligence service is welcomed. But can we take seriously any promises Mm. from a government that has created so much of the chaos that we've seen in the country today, such as the July explosion of looting and rioting, where Mm. in many cases the police were told to just stand back and do nothing? And so how can we have confidence in those who have proven by their track record of twenty seven years if you just start at ninety four and not go back into what they did through bring about the disastrous disinvestment campaigns against this country and all that. But what we've seen is uh, the President can provide a thorough analysis of the country's many problems and the factors constraining economic growth. But Fails to mention a single practical step that will actually bring about real change, aside from promising that they will and that they will stimulate the economy within 100 days. Well, that's a pretty typical example of empty words that unfortunately come to nothing. It would have been good to have seen really decisive leadership last night, but unfortunately, uh, what we just hear is promises of more billions of this and billions of that without saying, well, where the fund's going to come from? Probably increased taxes. Or inflation by printing more money than there's anything to back it. The cost of fuel is, of course, driving every cost up, and yet most of what you pay at the fuel tanks is for taxes. So, if they'd lower the taxes on fuel just for starters, they could release a lot of problems. The fact is that government is not the solution. In many cases, government is a problem. Our Lord Jesus said, You have no authority of me unless it was given to you from above. Civil authority is delegated by God and answerable to God. And a law taught that civil government has limited jurisdiction which ran down to render unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, the coin, and to God what is God's. And civil government's got some limited responsibilities, but we need to recognize that our worship of God and the education of our children, our private property, our individual free enterprise, personal views, are not made in to Caesar. They're outside the lawful jurisdiction of the. Bible-based constitutional state. And so when the President is talking about the need to protect our Constitution, which protects us all, well, it's true. But they've shelved the Constitution. They've sidelined Parliament for the last 22 months with the state's disaster and are violating virtually every single bill of the Bill of Rights in the name of fighting a virus, which has proven to be unable to be fought with all of these man-made rules because it's a man-made bias. And uh, it is designed to be contagious. And you've got a 99.7% chance of surviving the COVID virus. So why do we need economic suicide and economic mass murder in order to fight a virus? Honestly and truly, what we need to see is a government returning to its basic principle of being servants to its, to its citizens. Our Lord Jesus said, the kings of the Gentiles lorded over them. And those excise authorities then call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest amongst you should be like the youngest and the one who rules like the one who serves. And it's for that reason that officials and civil government are called ministers or servants of God from the Christian concept that a, a leader in a country is meant to be a servant of the citizens. And this is a uniquely Christian idea that originated from these views, which is why cabinet ministers used to sign the letters, your humble servant. It would be good to return to the biblical principles of government, which actually provides the only real solution for the future. Thank you. God bless. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 AM. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.